0: Welcome back to the Y-Hockey Periodical podcast. Instead of listening to Tommy and I yell about the same things we've yelled about about the Florida Panthers for the last 3 years, let's bring on somebody else who can uh, bring some brevity into the discussion. David Dwork. Is it D-Work or D-Wark? I want to make sure I get it's this right. It's Dwork. It's Dwork. Okay. You got it right the second time. It's Dwork. Right. It's a challenging name. I, I never I you know what my last name is completely unintelligible German gibberish, so I have to get this right and obviously as a somebody who prides myself on getting names right and i usually get the names right of, of most panthers players uh, of wplg in miami i apologize one of the few panthers beat writers alongside our friend george richards good to have you on the show
1: it's good to be here matt
0: can you pronounce what is it is it luster I, I said luster ryan in the first time but that's not right obviously just a, a continuing for, thread of names for your name no 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 for our, our new panthers <laughs> prospect to cover Oh, yeah. You know what? I,
1: uh, I haven't even gotten into the, the, the non-NHL guy's name pronunciation names yet. I, there's a couple that were a little challenging, but uh, that's something I haven't even gotten to tackle yet.
0: <laughs> I think it's Louis That is what, was, what I heard. I just want to make sure I get this right, you know, continuing this thread.
1: I'm still working on the kid they drafted last year, the Kola Kolichanuk Kola uh, you know, is so, how it
0: is. Don't worry. Tommy's, there, has had see, some trouble with that. Tommy's had trouble with that name, so I've gotten used to how to pronounce it.
1: Well, now I know who to call when I need help with the pronunciations.
0: I, I don't know how good I'm going to be, but I'll try. I, it's, it's, it's a years-long grind of having people screw up your name that you try to do the best in return. It's better to talk about this than the actual hockey the Panthers are playing because they're an absolute disaster at this moment. And we want to have you on here to talk about, I guess, hopefully a different perspective on what's going on, although I don't know how many different perspectives there are. Uh, in terms of just outright failure for this franchise, there's been a lot of it. Uh, but this is going to be the most disappointing season by far, even if you didn't think they were going to do much beyond maybe the first round of the playoffs. Not getting there after all they invested and all they said they were going to do is a cataclysm of the highest order, is it not?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we've still got 16 games left, so I'm not putting any uh, you know, finality on it. Just... But, um, you know, for the time being, yeah, it, it looks like uh, it's shaping out to be one of the more disappointing seasons because they've put – all their eggs in this basket they've spent up to the cap they brought in one of the best coaches ever they have perhaps uh the most talented team on paper that this uh, franchise has ever put on the ice so you know with expectations and standards raised also will come the disappointment and if uh, the season continues on the path that it's been on for the last i guess uh, six seven weeks now that yeah it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens once uh, the dust settles on this one because you know as you said uh expectations were high and uh They've kind of fallen flat in their face the last few weeks.
0: Oh, as only the Panthers could do. I appreciate your optimism. So I guess I'll ask you about that. Now, what is the pathway for the Panthers to get back into this? Because at this point, I see no chance. I don't think there's any way they can pick themselves up. They'd have to win. I think they've got, what is it, 16 games left, and they have to win probably 11 of them at best, or at worst, I should say, and I don't think they're capable of that. So what is the formula for them to get back into this, even though I and many others do not think it's possible?
1: Well, the good thing for Florida as far as getting back into the race is that they're not the only team struggling right now. Uh, As I pull up the standings here, uh, I know that Columbus has kind of entered into a little bit of a rough patch right now. Carolina has not been playing well either. And it's funny because you go back to the trade deadline just not even two weeks ago, and we're talking about basically the division as their only entrance into the playoffs. They were right there with Toronto at the time, and the wild card was, uh, I guess it was about what it is now, five, six points. Now you're looking at all options and saying, all right, whether it's the division with Toronto, who is not playing very well right now and who has a bit, a bit of, a of a schedule, schedule coming up, as, as does, does Carolina. Carolina. And uh, Columbus is out west right now as well. So certainly there's an there's a opening there for Florida to time through. But like you just said, they're going to have to win. You said 11 games. I'm thinking 12 games of the last 16. Uh, they've got to get up as close to 100 points as possible because there's so many teams fighting, and you just don't know what's going to end up happening. So right now, Florida's at 73 points. I think what 12 wins would give them another 24 points. So yeah, 97, I guess, would be a good number to get in. I think that's basically been the uh, the in-out number the last few years, actually, 96 and a half, 97 points. So, I, but look, like we were saying, we, speaking to the team the last couple of days at practice, it's not about 16 games. It's not about trying to win 11 or 12 out of them. It's win tomorrow. And then worry about the rest. Just go out there, focus on the Boston Bruins. It's going to be enough of a task in and of itself. Get through that one, get a point or two out of that one, and then move on. Um, but right now, like, for the way that they've played recently, the only thing that they can do is focus on what's right in front of their face. And today, that's the Boston Bruins.
0: So my co-host Tommy, great co-host Tommy, who is always more negative about the Panthers than I am, and he's often right, uh, asked me to ask you about um, some of the things we heard from practice today, particularly what Eric Hollis said is they had a long meeting, they had a great practice, and we've improved and we're going to be better. Well, I've heard that from Panthers players before. What, did they say anything specific that they've improved? Is there any tactical things that they're going to shift? or What do you think they're going to do to get out of this? Because we've heard this from them before. They've had players-only meetings, closed-door meetings, and they're still 5-10-2 since the All-Star break. So what are they going to change? <laughs>
1: I think at this point, it's just tightening the screws on the X's and O's. And I think from Howell's perspective with him and Walmart coming in, you know, the two newer guys to the show, they're seeing very black and white, uh, like what the Panthers need to do. They're not, they haven't been in it from the beginning. So they're able to see it from a little bit more of a step back perspective. So it's really just, you go here, you go here, make sure you know your assignments, know where the other guys are. Don't get caught out of position for God's sake cover the front of the net. Q has mentioned that two, two days in a row when talking about the improvements the team needs to make. You need to be stronger in front of the net. You need to be more predictable with the puck in your own zone. I mean, it's the same stuff he's been saying over and over. But for a guy like Howla, and I'm assuming uh, Walmart as well, they're hearing these things, not for the first time, but coming to the Panthers new, they're hearing, oh, this is what we need to do to get better. This is what we need to do to get better. Okay, we're going to do that now. They haven't heard it 10, 15 times over and over for the last three months. So I understand where his optimism is coming from and certainly not out of nowhere. We've seen that this team can play well. We've seen that they can perform. We've seen that they can score goals for much of the season. They were one of the top scoring teams in the league. And that's just kind of disappeared recently. So it's not like we need them to do something that they're not capable of. We just need them to do it consistently. And that's, you know, it's been the problem since day one really is uh, the lack of a 60 minute game, uh, the lack of playing better defense when you're scoring so much. it's been the same problems all year. Um, and, and, you know, to, to a point, you watch the Toronto game last week, you see a team that has had a coach months less than the Panthers had. Panthers got Q over the – I mean, in the spring basically last year. Toronto got their coach in – what was it, November? November. December. And you watch them play against Florida, and they look like a team that's been together for a decade. You know, they're getting out of, the, out of their own zone by making two passes with three four-checkers like it's nothing. And Florida – You know, as much as they've tried, they're really, really struggling in their own end. And and to me, that was just a a total telling point, watching that game. uh, Almost a microcosm of what's happened in the second half of the year. And it's frustrating. The optimism, we know they can do what they need to do.
0: Can they do it? Depends on who you ask. Not me. I don't think they can. And the reason why I don't think they can is they play a very simple style. Tom's (laughs) talked about this. Everything they do is kind of simple because they don't have the personnel capable of doing more. A lot of that's on the blue line, and we're going to have to get to that in a second. And teams have figured out how to scheme against that. They know how to play the Panthers in, the, in their defensive zone. They know how to take away these chances. They know how to take away Mike Hoffman's one-timer on the power play. And they know once that first exit pass fails out of the zone defensively, the Panthers are going to run around. This has been the case for years. And Joel Quenville, I, I think he would do something different if he knew he could do something different. But with the personnel he has, particularly on the back end, I don't think he can. That's just my view of it. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I've been saying all year that the Panthers' defensive issues aren't exclusive to the the defense men. They get the most attention, obviously, because defense is in their name. They're counted on as the reliable guys in the back end, and I get that. But watching as the season has gone on, the defensive issues, it's team defensive issues. It's gap control. It's defensive zone assignments. It's leaving guys unattended, not just in front of the net, but all over. It's losing board battles. All these things aren't just two guys on the ice. There's five guys on the ice fighting for the puck, and they've all got to be synergy together. And I think to your earlier point, that's why it's been kept so simple. They can't seem to get past steps one and two of cover your assignments, do the simple things in your own end. And when that can't be mastered, after what we've got six months into the season at this point, I think that's where a lot of the uh, the negativity comes in. And for me, that it just doesn't get much past that. I don't blame the defensemen. I blame the defensive game. Granted, the defensemen have struggled. I'm not taking anything away from that, but I don't put the blame squarely on their shoulders. I think it's a team issue.
0: It is a team issue, but personally, I think it is because they know they have to score goals in order to win. They can't win a tight-checking game. So the forwards fly the zone almost immediately because they know we got to take our chance to score, and we can score on the rush. We're good at that. That's probably the one thing we're good at. I know they're not saying that, but that's how I see it from the outside and so once they do that, you know, it almost looks like they don't trust the defenseman at times. And you know what? With some of the defensemen on the team, I can understand that because I think the issues with Mike Matheson are well-documented. Keith Yandel is getting a lot of ire now, and some of it I think is justified. And the defenders on this team that are at least somewhat decent at one-on-one defending, they're just asked to do too much, and they don't have the ability to do more than they're capable of. And I think, as you said, when it breaks down, but I think it starts because they don't have the defenders in the defensive zone who can do the little things that would allow the forwards to be more confident, saying, you know, we don't have to fly the zone immediately because this is the only way we're going to score goals. Does that make sense?
1: No, It does, but that's the style that Quenzo is preaching. It's not like a forward-to-defenseman thing. It's once we get the puck, you go. It's a, I went into the season thinking that it's this defensive style, and that's the approach. And I really wanted to learn all about it. And as the season went on, and I learned, and I listened, and I asked you questions. It's a very aggressive style that he's teaching. It's defensive in that the name of the game is possession. If you have the puck, the other team's not going to score, and that's the bottom line. But if you, I mean, you're the way you describe it. As soon as we get the puck, the forwards are taken off, and that in turn leads to big problems when you turn the puck over on zone exits. And we've seen that, and you mentioned that. But that's where that's where these gap issues come from. Is whether it's a, not doing the right thing with the puck when you turn it over in your, when you force the turnover in your own end and go to counterattack, or whether it's just not playing up as far as you're supposed to, the forwards getting ahead of themselves, the defensemen playing too far back. It's, it's like little things everywhere that are causing a big issue. And, you know, getting back to my first point, it's just a matter of getting everybody on that same page. And the fact that we haven't gotten there to this point is really the troubling, the troubling aspect.
0: I think Joe Crenville doesn't want to play like this. I think he'd coach another way if he could, but I think he's also a good enough coach to realize this is the best system for what I have available to me. Because this doesn't look all that dissimilar to Bob Booger's Panthers last year. And Bob Booger's Panthers last year were terrible. They could score goals, but they were almost as bad, if not worse, defensively. And this team is not improved as it needs to be defensively. So that that's why I think Crenville would play a different style if he could. He just doesn't have the personnel to do it.
1: I I think this is the personnel that Q might be lacking with this team. And I don't know if it's a Q thing or just a general hockey thing, but there's no like tough SOB on this team. There's nobody that if a guy goes and slashes the goalie after a whistle, who can you think of that's going to go get in his face and knock him on his ass? There's really nobody. There's nobody that you can count on to go out there and throw the gloves, get into a fight. They they don't have that guy. They don't have that Sean Thornton, that Eric Branson type guy that you know is going to be the, the douchebag the asshole out there that's going to take care of your personally.
0: team i don't think it's that personally i think it's they don't have the kind of players to play puck possession cycle in the offensive zone games all of their guys are rush guys the best players on the team that could play that are Barkov and huberto and Dadenoff. and right now it just looks like they're forcing it like they're trying to do everything all at once and they can't and trocek clearly didn't play the way that um quenville wanted and trocek is very much a rush player and in many ways a hero ball player and You know, Hall and Walmark are a little bit more of that, but they just don't have the ability. And specifically in their defensive zone, they don't have the guys like that. I'm not even talking Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook. I'm talking about guys who are just confident enough with the puck to move it out themselves. Like Mike Matheson and Keith Yandel are kind of like that, but they're never confident enough to do it because they've made the mistakes all the time. Again, that's just how I view it. I, I know Tommy views it in a similar way. Um, I don't think it's everything about toughness. I think it's just they don't have the players to play the puck possession style that Quenville wants them to, so they kind of are forced to playing on the rush. And once you figure out how to defend that, the Panthers don't have a plan B.
1: Well, how much of the possession game isn't as much with the puck carrier as it is with the guys on the ice? You've got to have your outlets. You've got to have uh, your options to get rid of the puck so you can keep it with your team. And I think that's where the problem lies. You talk about rush guys and possession guys. And look, these are NHL players. They should be able to do both without a problem. At this level, these guys need to have the skills to do whatever they're called upon to do. And that's what the good teams do. And that's what the well-coached teams do. And with Florida, I don't think it's that they don't have, you know, winger X, winger Y that can hang on to the puck for 20 seconds at a time. It's, you get the puck, you make your move, you get covered. Okay, where am I going with the puck? If I don't have somebody to my left, I don't have somebody to my right, I'm going to get checked. I'm going to turn it over. And that's kind of the repetitive thing that we've seen all year long. Uh, and I just keep circling back to whether it's an issue with coaching, whether it's an issue with comprehension, there's some like issue. There's some gap, something that's, that I'm, I'm having a hard time coming up with the word that I want to use, but it, it's just something that's hindering the process. And that's the question that I have not been able to answer to this point. I haven't seen anyone else get an answer to it to this point. And, uh, over the next 16 games, over the next, uh, Months almost exactly to the last game of the year, April 4th, is a month from today. And that's uh, the season ender against the Caps. So, you know, we'll see if we can get an answer to it between now and then, or if it's going to be the familiar off season storyline.
0: It's going to be the familiar off season storyline. I think the word you're looking for is construction. I don't think this roster is constructed really well. And this brings me to an important question about Dale Talon. I had heard, uh, I don't know this for sure, maybe you do, that his contract's up at the end of the year. Um, They've changed everything. They've changed coaches. They've changed goaltenders. They've brought in players left and right, and the results are still the same. Even for the one season when Dale Talon wasn't really the GM, the story was the same. Uh, This is going to fall at Dale Talon's feet if they don't make the playoffs. Is that right? Because I think that this is the only direction where this can go. And again, I'm assuming they're going to miss the playoffs. Maybe they turn things around. But if they miss, which they're like 90% likely to do at this point, does this mean the end of Talon in Florida? Because I think it does.
1: I think a lot of people are saying that Uh, I'm of the opinion where the way that they structured this team with bringing in Q and spending up to the cap, spending all the money that they did, uh, the Panthers ownership, they got to where they are as smart investment guys. So from my perspective, I don't know if they're pumping all this money and all this effort into something and then blowing it up after a year, or if they want to see it through a bit longer. My opinion is that they may want to see it through for at least another year, give Dale and Q a full off season after assessing the team, Q knows exactly what he has to work with at the NHL level and at the AHL level. So if it was me, and again, it's not, but obviously, I would maybe give it one more year or at least give it the off season, see how they start off next year. I wouldn't blow it up just yet, but I think I'm very much in the minority on that because as are. the season has gone, as we've gotten towards the end of the year, there's been more and more chatter about you know, Dale being on the outs I'm not sure about his contract situation. I know he signed um, a multi-year deal. I think it was in 2016, and uh, I couldn't tell you exactly how long it is, but being that we're in 2020, it seems to be around that time. Um, But that's nothing. I haven't heard about a contract being up. I just heard maybe that he would be – not that he would be, but there's been discussion about will he potentially be let go if the team doesn't make the playoffs. Um, Obviously, all options are on the table, especially after the season that they're having. Um, Personally, I think I would give it another year. I would give it the offseason. Let's see what these guys can do. I'm not ready to just blow it up at this point. I'm looking at Q and Talon's track record, especially their record together. And I'd like to at least see it through a little bit more. But, again, I know I'm in the minority on that
0: one. The reason why I disagree with you on that is because I've seen what Dale Talon can do. He didn't address the defense core issues when he had multiple opportunities to do so. And he's had multiple years since he came back to the GM post. And the team's exactly the same. It's the wrong side of the bubble. They they shouldn't be that anymore. And no matter the parts, the coaching, the goaltending, it's the same. And that's personally why I think it's time for Talon, if if this ends without the playoffs, to go. Because it isn't that Joe Quenville can't work with somebody else. He's not going to walk away from all that money on his contract, and the team can't eat that. So Quenville's going to be around. He worked with Stan Bowman, a guy who he probably didn't like very much. I think Quenville could work with another guy the the story for me is that this has been a cumulative process for talent and i think of it post 2016-17 and this team is the same team every year and it has the same issues and to me that's a construction problem i i think a lot of fans think the same way uh and also i mean you also have to take into account the they might be cutting salary rumors too which again is another thing i want to ask you about but that's personally why i think that if they miss the playoffs it's time for talent to go i mean he could still be in the bill tory role you know Guy Emeritus around the office, but I, I don't think he could be the primary decision maker if they miss the playoffs this year. I just don't think that's that's possible because he honestly he could have been out last year too.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I, think I think bringing, bringing in Q and, and the uh, the salary, the change in how much they were going to spend may have played into that. Um, but yeah, I mean you're not you're not wrong. There have been a lot of missteps over the years, but again that's it's not like it's an exclusive problem to Talon. It's hard to hit in the NHL. And I I know I I almost sound like a Panthers apologist right now. And that's just because I've really got my patient hat on and I've been wearing it now for, for a while. Um, But yeah. And and when you, when you speak about the, um, the rumors of, you know, cutting salary, I I go back to my point when you spoke about what to do with Dale and how to handle it. I don't understand why they would pump all this money into a team, make all these changes and then suddenly decide, Nope, I'm not into it. I'm going to change it up again. That doesn't strike me as what this ownership group would do, based on their past history, pre and post hockey ownership. Um, It certainly wouldn't be the first time that somebody acted against their.
0: It is what they've done. They wouldn't have done what they did post twenty sixteen playoffs if that's how they thought, because that wouldn't have happened.
1: Well, that was a total. I mean, you want to get into that topic. That was you know going to the whole analytical role. They changed the entire.
0: It wasn't even analytics. I'd say it was. They got mad about the way that they ended that postseason series when they got goalied, which they did. And then somebody whispered in their ear, sweet nothings, and said, I can make you win faster. And they believed it because they were emotional. And they went all in, and they made a bad bet. They made a bet on the wrong person, not analytics itself. I will continue to say that. And it went so badly that they had to go back the other way, and particularly Talon, because no one else wanted the job. So they have made very rash emotional decisions before and i wouldn't put them past him to do it again but it's not like as i said they don't have a large sample size of talent to view before they make any decision on whether for him to leave and they cut salary after that 16 17 season anyway so there is evidence that they could do it and i again i don't think they're cutting 10 million but i do think there's a kernel of truth in every rumor so something in there is true i don't necessarily know what's true but Just looking at recent history, I I think that there's ample evidence to suggest that they could do something like that again. Although, as as I think for me, the biggest thing is they don't have a plan and they've never executed a consistent plan. Since Talon, it's been, we're going to get flexibility for this offseason. We're going to get flexibility for this offseason. We're going to get flexibility for this offseason. And that's what it looks like they're going to do again. And at some point, you need a long-term plan that's better than that. And I don't think Talon has one, and I don't think ownership has one personally.
1: I'm guessing the current long-term plan has been what it's been for the last nine months, and that's bringing in Q, signing your goaltender long-term, hoping that that's the answer to your problems, which uh, to this point it has not been. And, and getting back to the, the point of talent, you know, is potentially another misstep. Sure, $70 million, that's a lot of money. Bringing in Brett Connolly, bringing in Anton Strauman, the moves he made, we're just focusing on the last offseason.
0: It, it, it's tough. It's tough, my friend. And, uh, and that's why I say that I there's know. evidence to suggest that it's, it's time for this to change. Um, I, I, I find that, again, I find that you're in the minority in this opinion, and it's fine to have the minority opinion in this. There's, you don't have to have groupthink, but... Oh, I'm used to people telling me I'm wrong. Oh, I, I bet you do. I mean, <laughs> you have that opinion amongst the very few but very loud and vocal Panthers fans. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know what reaction you're getting. I feel bad for you because you don't deserve that. You're covering this team as best you can. Uh, I guess, and now going forward. So, like, like, let's just say they don't make the playoffs. So what does happen? You, you've covered this team. You've got a little bit of an idea of what goes on in that front office and what goes on in the building. What do, what do we see? Because this season, you can't miss the playoffs, and they're probably about to. And this is a franchise that is losing fans left and right and rose season ticket prices, obviously because of the All-Star game, but they got a big moment next year. And the fan base is on full-on revolt at this point. What's left of it? So what, what happens? Because I think that that will require you to make decisions. And like they've made decisions based on reactions before. And I'm assuming they're hearing from their fan base that they got to do something. Because I've seen the talk on Twitter that a lot of people aren't renewing next year for money and because the team's bad. You know, so, so what if they miss the playoffs, it's looking likely. What do you think happens on April the 5th?
1: I that's that's a question that I have no idea how to answer at this point. I mean it's it's what we've been talking about for the last twenty minutes and it's gonna be what direction does ownership wanna go? And it's basically gonna start from there. If they decide to keep Dale, then from that point I see Dale going into the off season and trying to make a big splash. I feel like he's been trying to make another big splash all season. I last year, in addition to going after Bobrovsky he was also going after Panarin and the Rangers just outbid everybody, basically, because I think Dale was willing to throw an eight-figure salary at Panarin just as a few other teams were. You saw Dale go after Taylor Hall, another guy who's done a gener- garner and figure uh, AAV salary this offseason. He may still go after Taylor Hall. I think Dale is, would try to bring in another big contract, and defensively, that's a good question. You have to see what kind of free agents are going to be available after this season. You have to see what kind of players may be available in the trade market. I do think that they were really hindered during the trade deadline by salary trap restrictions. They could only bring in a very specific list of defensemen, several of whom were gone well ahead of the deadline. And by the time you got to that Monday and Tuesday, when they were out in Vegas, uh, his hands were almost certainly tied. And I spoke to several members of the front office. They pulled all nighters. They, they were putting in the work. I just think they were so limited by what they could do due to the cap that it really restricted things. So, to answer your question, going into the off-season, it's just going to depend. If Dale isn't there, I, I could not tell you at all what would happen because that would depend on a) who they bring in as the new GM, b) what kind of uh, restrictions he may or may not have financially, and c) what players they retain, whether they try to re-sign Hoffman, Dadnov, Pissick, any of the other free agent guys, whether they just clear the table, go after completely, you know, an, another new stable players as they did last year with bringing in four key players. It, it's it's gonna there's just way too many unanswered questions for me to even start to try to guess that but I started with is Dale is Dale going to be here or is he not and that's kind of the starting point to what's going to happen in the off season. again assuming they don't make the playoffs we're, we're doing a lot of uh, a lot of guessing and a lot of uh, future guessing here but I think that, I, I, I know that's where of, it I think
0: we both know enough about the Panthers to know where this is heading I, I just can't see any way that it's going to happen and this is not me being the cynic or being burnt. I've been burnt by the Panthers before. I've been burnt by a lot of teams before watching them and following them and supporting them. Uh, this this I, this has the look of a team that's going to finish where they always do, wrong side of the bubble. Um, if you had to put a percentage chance on it, uh, what would you say, knowing who you know uh, and knowing what you do, what's the chance that if they miss the playoffs, let's say they do, what's the chances that you'd give a Talon back next year? Oof, uh... <laughs> if they don't make the playoffs if they don't make the I'd, playoffs
1: i'd say uh, 60 40 55 45 to being out to being in mm. okay. and that's that's not my opinion that's just that's just a guess Is I've already, i already told you what my opinion is yeah but,
0: i know what you um, yeah it, it's it's a guess and that's 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 what i, I think yeah, yeah i mean oh, it, oh, it's hard nice.
1: to say at this point I, I i'd love to sit down with vinny viola which would never happen because even regardless of who sat down with him, you're not going to get that kind of a honest conversation of, Hey, so what are you uh, thinking to do with your eight figure, uh, hockey team that, uh, that has been struggling for two decades. You know, you're not going to get that kind of an answer out of him. but I'd love to pick his brain and just find out, okay, what's the plan. And you know what, we're going to find out that answer on our own
0: in the next, uh, what is it? April 5th. So in the next 31 days, yeah, I think, we, I, I think we are. Is there anything else Panthers-wise you want to talk about that you think hasn't been talked about enough since we're all focusing on, I guess, the collapse? But well, before we let you go, is there anything else about this team that you, that you have keyed in on that you think we should talk about more?
1: Uh, the one thing that just popped into my mind um, to kind of converse the negative uh, vibe of the, of the chat, Saturday night, Luando night. I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to... Lou being out there with his family, with all of his old teammates. I know uh, several of his old Vancouver teammates are going to be on the ice with him, and uh, it, we've never had a jersey go up to the Raptors before. And well, we focusing did. on ju- we did. just it the was positive. Just,
0: it was just to distract from some other people coming back to Florida. You say, what's that? What are you? That was Heisinger night when the Golden Knights came back the first time with Smith, Marshall, So. Oh,
1: yeah, well Heisinger's name's up there, and Bill Torrey's name is up there, and I'm talking, you know. Not to take anything away from either of them. The
0: Diver Retirement Ceremony was hilarious and not a coincidence.
1: Yeah. No, this is, from everything that I've heard over the last few days, this is going to be much more formal, normal NHL jersey ceremony retirement. They're doing everything a couple of hours before the game starts. It it seems like everything's going to be, I don't don't know what the right phrasing to use is here, but nothing that we've seen before in South Florida. I I don't want to call what they did with, with Mr. Huizenga or Mr. Tory or anything like that, any it was respectful, It was there like wasn't a gimmick. To,
0: but, but not quite, but you know what we mean. Oh, look, in South Florida, the Heat are in a class all
1: on their own. The Heat have been the exemplary sports. franchise, not just in South Florida, but in sports for a long time. So to compare not just the Panthers, but to compare anybody to what the Heat does, that's a tall order. They've done everything so well. Any franchise – should be taking notes on how the Miami Heat have run things over the last you would thirty think the years. The Panthers it's,
0: would realize that, but no, they kind of hated each other from day one. So, oh well.
1: Well, I mean, you could say that about any of the teams down here, because nobody's really been able to follow that blueprint. And I mean, look how not well the Dolphins have done. The Hurricanes have struggled. The Marlins have been a mess. So it's not Congrats, just the Panthers,
0: Mr. Beckham. Hey, I'm
1: pumped for Inter Miami. I've been dying for a, for a soccer team down here for my entire adult life. I'm I'm really excited uh, about they're that. They're
0: playing at Lockhart Stadium. I know they're not calling it that, but it's Lockhart Stadium to me. So, anyway, they will be a bubble. They could be playing
1: right? on a field in Hialeah. I don't care. I, I'll still watch and I'll still root for them. I just you know, it's just cool having a team.
0: Oh, okay, David. Where can people find your work?
1: <laughs> you can find it on uh, local10.com. Social media. You can find me at David Dwork. D W O R K not many of us out there so it was easy getting those handles
0: i uh, appreciate you covering the panthers and dealing with this nonsense as we all do but there's got to be more people out there this cannot happen in silence
1: it's all good with winds they will come and hopefully the winds will they come have soon no as well. wins. I...
0: that's the problem if there was, if there no, was no, hope, no hope why, why would we do, we, do we do what we do um well i i mean i would <laughs> You're you're asking that you're asking this guy that question, boy. Anyway, thank you David. We're gonna have you on again soon. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Hey
1: man, it's been fun. Take care of
0: yourself.